Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the joke. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget them other folks. Cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hit for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Damn, I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Mark Todd. Hey, and we're three guys on. We have been talking for about an hour now. <laughs> about, <laughs> off about mic talk. Santa. Off mic. Off mic talk. About Names Santa. named. We have been naming names. I don't care. Put them up. I've been um, Yeah, we were just discussing. Uh, Mark asked, was Chelsea Peretti the basis for Get Out? Oh, I love saying that. <laughs> if that, I was introducing her, I would introduce her like that at every at every opportunity. Oh, has Jordan Peele said Chelsea. that? Has he said that? Yeah. Like, has he confirmed it? It was. He was at her family's thing, and he was like, it kind of sparked the idea in his head. <laughs> I was like, shit! I should have had this. I should have had the same the same exact well, I was just thinking that I should have had the same exact thing should have I should have had that is uh is Lakeith Stanfield gonna just make a career out of being the guy who doesn't belong <laughs> like, I don't know I know Charlemagne said some funky shit about him and Daniel Kalua wasn't having it yeah I just saw that today Daniel Kalua was like hey man <laughs> he's a great actor you should shut the fuck up you know but it was just the one the one scene you know we're not the one scene the one role and get out you know, and he was and he asked, try to be, you know, Charlemagne's a piece of shit. And he was like, uh, yeah, he really acted that a little bit too well. Don't you think? Danny Kalu was uh, like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, then, like, but he's also like in Judas and the Black Messiah. He's the guy who yeah. doesn't belong there. And yeah, uh, well, he was the he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the bad guy. I mean, based on a real guy, it's not just some yeah. role they made. Who up. was a piece of shit. Yeah. But Charlemagne is a, is a piece of shit. You know, well, he, he acted, he did that role a little bit too well. It's called acting, you piece of shit. Right, <laughs> it's that's kind of, the point. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Lakeith's and Lakeith's a great actor. You know that that fucking that Atlanta one where he was uh, once he got that Teddy Perkins Atlanta episode. It's it's Lakeith being so creeped out that makes that shit really go. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a great that's a great episode. My wife won't watch it. She's like, I can't watch this. <laughs> He's that weird. Creepy, that creepy, that creepy fucking Teddy Perkins. Yeah. Oh, Tamika, you got to watch Tamika. She said she hasn't seen the episode. You got to watch the Teddy Perkins episode. First of all, it's no commercials. You don't even notice it. It just runs straight through. You don't even really notice it because <laughs> they want you to be invested in that shit. And you are. It's fucking great. And Lakeith really makes it go. <laughs> Lakeith, me, uh, me, uh, me and Chris were talking about that. Do you call him Lakeith? <laughs> Or Lakeith. I go Keith. T-H. I say Keith. <laughs> Lakeith. 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 Yeah. Like, do you, well, I just like, do you say Keith or do you say Keith? See, I say Keith. 
I say TH. Depends on whether you have a gap in your front teeth or not. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> There's the uh, the basketball player. I think Mark that was Heath. what the weekend was. I, I put a, I put a tweet up saying that I put him face to back to back. I said, I said he looks like Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins stunt double at the weekend. <laughs> The Keith. There's yeah, a uh, basketball player, Mark Keith, Mark with Keefe. an F Morris. Yeah, he played for the Wizards, and they would call him Keith Morris. I guess as a nickname. Keith Keith Morris. Yeah, but That's it cool. wasn't it wasn't yeah, TH. His parents, were, his parents were even fucking around. Like we're not gonna call him Mark Keith. Mark, Mark Keith and Marcus, the two tw- twin brothers. Mark Keith. <laughs> yeah. Keith. Mark Keith Morris, former Wizard, who uh, I guess he was on the Lakers last year, right? He won a title. Yeah. I'm always happy when former Wizards do good things. I almost have when athletes escape the fuck out of DC, especially (laughs) the football and basketball players and go somewhere and have success. Cause this city just ruins, you know, the prime years of so many great athletes (laughs) just ruins them. Well, three, three wizards were on the Lakers last three former wizards got the the teamies might be able to get Russell Wilson if they play their cards, right? The team, you know, the teamies could have drafted Russell Wilson the year they drafted uh, Robert Griffin the third. Have a black player here? No, they, they could have drafted. That. They could have traded down, drafted Russell Wilson, and gotten a bunch of picks. Instead, they traded up and gave up a bunch of picks, and then his his ruined RG three. His career would have been ruined. <laughs> That's what I think too. I because there's all these examples of that. Like, you know, uh, you know who they could have picked. And there's all these great players that they didn't yeah. pick like throughout the years. I'm like. Yeah, they would have ruined all those people. None of them would have been great here. Right. People trying to blame Sierra now when he wants to get out of Sierra. I don't even watch football and I can't get away from this shit. People want to blame Sierra now because he's trying to get the fuck out of Sierra. I'm like, if Sierra did put that in his head, fucking good. <laughs> fucking good. So Bomani Jones was Bomani Jones was talking about that, like, because you know, see, she's a performer. So she's like, for her, it's like, well, my dancers aren't dancing good why don't you just fucking get a new dancer you know but like it's right. a, if the line's not protecting you in a football you're fucking stuck <laughs> you know so the, but does he want to is he going to request a trade then or he's the thing about it is and i was listening to bomani talk about it is that russell never says anything ever right, right. never says anything now he's like yeah the line sucks uh the team you know i'm like <laughs> He's talking now. He's a malcontent so now. He's basically telling you, you better, you better do something about this line, or, or you're going to get me the fuck out of here. I mean, you reach a point at some at some time, you know. Shit just keeps piling on, you piling on, you piling on, and then one day you just snap. Yeah, and he's a guy. Again, he's a guy who doesn't who doesn't talk like that. He so, uh, he's from Virginia too. I wonder if that would bring him back. That's his way. team growing up, I guess. He's from yeah. Richmond. Grew up in Richmond. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, that was another angle of why they thought about there was talk of the the teamies. Look at Jason. It. it wasn't no it wasn't no luck in um in him that, getting that title. There's no luck. They should have won two if they would have let let uh, what's the name run the ball. Just let him yeah. run the ball, and he has two Super Bowls back to back. There's no luck in that. There's no. He's fucking good. He's fucking good, and he was on a good team. He was lucky he to get it early. I, th- I mean, yeah, he got most high draft picks. Don't get a team that's already one player away. Yeah. Because they got a team that's rebuilding. Oh, you got so to bad fucking team. So in that sense, he was lucky. But even then, you get there, you got to play well. <laughs> he was lucky that. I mean, it's slipping in the draft probably helps because you get picked by a better team. Yeah, uh, but that year it was 
I mean, that was RG three Andrew Luck draft. I think the same draft and Ryan Tannehill. I, I hear you, baby. Jason all went ahead of Russell Wilson. I think yeah. 2012 NFL draft. <clears throat> Kaepernick was a rookie that year. Also, I think Tannehill went to my alma mater. Yeah. Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, Trent Richardson went third. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just going quarterbacks. Now, Brandon Whedon. This is in order of quarterbacks Brandon being picked. <laughs> Brandon Whedon. He held a clipboard for how many years? Brock Osweiler. Wow. Clipboard. And then third round, Russell Wilson. And um, Nick Foles went after that. Foles, Super Bowl winner. That's that a couple. Kirk Cousins, a good team. He's picked him in the fourth round. Yeah, and he's been stealing money for his whole career. Uh, his agent should be getting. Uh, everyone should sign with his agent. Yeah, his dad is a crazy religious dude. Yeah, he's one of them nut jobs. Yeah, I think wasn't Kaepernick a rookie that year? I don't know. Maybe it was the year after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the teamies could have drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. Kept a bunch of picks. Had the hometown guy and all that stuff, right. but you know, right. didn't work out. I remember Tannehill wasn't even a quarterback in college; he was a wide receiver. Oh, they converted him the other way. And um, <laughs> you do that with white kids. Kaepernick <laughs> was twenty eleven. Yeah. He was drafted. So what happened was the oh, no, black half kid. of the season. Uh, whoever the starting quarterback was, I can't remember, got hurt, and we didn't have a backup. But Tannehill, I guess, was a high school quarterback. So they were like, ah, throw him in there. And he ended up doing well. <laughs> and that's why he got drafted as quarterback. Yeah. And there was talk of the team he's drafting him, too. Like never in the, And never in the football, and never in the history of football, have you heard of that happening to a black quarterback? Right? right? Yeah. <laughs> never in the history of football. <laughs> Kaepernick was drafted in the second round of the previous shit, year's draft. Shit like that happened. 2011. 2011 draft, Cam Newton was the first overall pick. Yeah. I just, I find it funny the, the, the hate that Russell Wilson garners from black men is, is pretty fucking amazing to me. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, you're going to raise another man's child. The hate that he continuously gets from <laughs> black men. This dude is winning on every aspect of his life. <laughs> That's why he's getting the hate. That's the Literally reason. Literally in it. every aspect of his life. And he says that, yeah, I don't want to lose my wife. And then so, oh, you simp, you said, really? He doesn't want to lose his wife? That That's a bad thing for him to say? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad thing for him to say. That's you think that's a bad thing for him to say? Yeah, let me did you get out here talking that gay shit. I'm like, really, dog? <laughs> gay. Wanting, to stay, wanting to stay firmly in a heterosexual relationship makes you gay now. <laughs> uh the only thing, only bad thing I got to say about Russell Wilson is is that Sierra used to live in Austin and I had a shot. <laughs> Sierra used to belong to the streets. Can we get, can we let that be known? Wait a minute. What let's how close was the shot though? Like what's the story here? No, well, not a shot in that I knew her. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's six degrees of separation, but in Austin, there I mean, come on. Uh Matthew McConaughey knows my name. I've met Sandra Bullock. <laughs> what are the chances that I'm gonna run into Sierra? That's true. Yeah. 
and drive her around for a week. Running to run into Sierra with 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 uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Hey, Mark, I got somebody I think you should meet, buddy. <laughs> all right, let's go get some bourbon. All right, and then their eyes meet. <laughs> You and Sierra, your eyes meet, and then they just that's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. But now she, uh, her and Russell met, and I'm just like, God damn it. You know, because people always talk about how, like, that was a big thing. It's like, she she turned out Russell. She turned out Russell. I'm like, oh, Russell turned her out. I don't think that Russell turned her out. She used yeah. to belong to the streets. <laughs> Why do we keep not talking about this? Maybe she used it- to belong to the streets. And now she's this little good girl. <laughs> was yeah. it a mutual turnout? Did they did they turn each other a little bit? I mean, Russell ain't Russell ain't on no freak shit now. <laughs> you know, she she's the one who did the complete one eighty. Yeah, know, he's right? always been straightforward. <laughs> this is who he is. Uh, <laughs> she's the one who made the one eighty. I'm not gonna have sex before marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how you go from look if you're going from from future to Russell Wilson, that is a complete one. That's a 360. <laughs> you turn that shit around twice and then and then made the jump. Yeah, I guess I mean I guess Russell Wilson, I think people see him as like a like some kind of goody two shoes, kind of milk toast, plain guy, you know. Oh, and so, make no mistake, Tamika, Russell is breaking her back. I'm sure of that shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. So is that is that like just our image of him? Like you know, behind closed doors. No, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that when you ever see him on the sidelines and he's and he's Mister Positive with his team, like you never see him doing that none that Tom Brady bullshit that Tom Brady gets to get away with. Well, Tom Brady is and pouting on the sidewise. You see, fire. (laughs) That's the the white stuff. Well, you know, he's fiery. fiery. He just wants to win bad, real bad. (laughs) He just that's how bad he wants it. You know, lay it all out there. Russell doing it. Russell's a real like he's a positive dude. Right, real positive on that. That's who the fuck he is. He's the he's a positive. He's this positive dude who's. Like yeah, we can do great, and I, you know he's that guy. So like someone was like, "Man, you're never gonna get Sierra," and he's like, "Just think positive, man." I don't even think he was thinking about Sierra. <laughs> I didn't think he was thinking about, you know, he just. I, he, he here's the good move he did. He dumped his his college sweetheart immediately after the, after he got drafted. I was like, "That's that's smart on your part, boy. <laughs> smart on your part." Oh, so he he was with her when he got drafted. Yeah, and he was like, "We, you know." <laughs> they didn't have a kid or anything. They weren't married. Nope, nope, nope. RG3 had a college sweetheart. He came to DC with her and they got married. Or I think they might have already been married. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Had a kid. They got married and then they had a kid. And now then split a few years later. And then now he's got the um, yeah. an, an athlete. I forget what her sport is, but she's an athlete. I think yeah. they have a couple kids. Just girl. The new wife. She's a, I think she's a professional athlete. You know, Sierra, let's say like that. Um, but yeah, Russell Wilson, not, not Russell, RG3 had the college sweetheart that he yeah. brought from yeah. Baylor to DC. Russell didn't. <laughs> oh, I got drafted. Uh, um, let's see. We need to. <laughs> um, listen. <laughs> I think we, oh, what round? Third round? Yeah, you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to devote over, a lot of time to learning the playbook. and uh, <laughs> I'm overqualified to date you. So I'm a third round pick. So what do you, if I was seventh round, I'd stay with you. I mean, obviously. Uh, I don't know about the golden Tate thing. It's possible. It's, it sounds like, cause golden Tate is kind of, he's kind of a, 
Oh, in the chat. Wasn't Golden Tate yeah. breaking, breaking up, up Russell's, Russell's first relationship? I don't know. Golden Tate's kind of a sorry dude, so I can see that. I know Russell broke it off with her, so something happened. Let's say it like that, and Russell was like, we're done. <laughs> so it could be Golden Tate. Did they play together in college or something like that? I, thought Golden I don't Tate know. They played together in Seattle, though. Yeah. Yeah, he got rid of her. And then he, you talk about an upgrade. Woo. <laughs> what an upgrade. Oh, Russell Wilson was married. Rumors what? began circulating oh, about get, intimate relations. Did they get married? Tate and Wilson's then wife, Ashton Meme, M E E M. Bring her um, picture up so you can you can do a compare and contrast with her and Sierra. It ain't gonna go good for her, by the way, but <laughs> hold on, is this okay? Yeah, that's okay. Let me pull it up. Let's do a little image search. Ashton Meme. Tim Scott is saying that Donald Trump has is the one person I don't blame for the capital attack. Donald Trump. Yeah, I saw you said that. He's the, he's Ooh, the, only, he's the only one. Bitch. The only one. Okay, so this is Ashton Meme. She's just girl, man. Make one of them big. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Side the one with, yeah, yeah. Bring that shit up. What the hell? What's going on here? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, I'm just, I'm well. I'm gonna might have have she might have turned him out a little bit. I'm going to be honest. This. I like Russell on the right. <laughs> I won't be honest. I don't like that jacket. That jacket is hideous. Sierra, like a, shit, not, was, Sierra, was Sierra pregnant or is that just I a shot of pregnant there. That might pregnant. be a pregnant shot. Yeah. Jesus, she still looked fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't know about. Uh, I don't know about Russell. Well, he was a kid in that picture. The one on the left? Yeah. He's just a kid. He was a kid because he'd grown in that in that picture on the right. Bomani was talking about that hair. People think he got a current. They're like, no, that's just <laughs> he just got that. He does just his hair. He just got oh, and another thing he thinks hair. that people think that people love Russell Wilson because I think they think he's the child of an interracial marriage. And he's like, he's not. His parents are black. They're just his color. You know. you know what they say that about Prince too. Yeah, I'm like, mm, like his parents are black. Child of an interracial relationship. They're, no, his parents are black. That girl's got no ass. Look at that. No hips. Oh my god. His first wife. Um, got no weight to her. Yeah, he's he's definitely he seems like a different guy in all the pictures with Sierra. That's just age. That's age. I think that's just age. That's age and living. Yeah, he's he's living a living a, a man's life now, as opposed to living that boy's life he was living. Before. I mean, look at look at this picture, okay, and look at that picture. It's whole. It's a different I'm guy. You, he was a kid in that picture, though. Like, in the pictures how, with, with how the first wife, he's a kid. He was married to her. I was about Ashton to say. Man. I was about to say. Ain't that Dave Grohl? They trying to pass off as Russell Wilson. I was really about to say that. It's not Dave Grohl. That's, that's not. not Dave. That's not her. That's not, that's Dave Grohl's wife. Yeah. I think. That's not Ashton Meme. <laughs> Who knows? All right. There's the early oh, early NFL school, picture right that's there. That's that. That's that high school college joint. That's a Pro Bowl jersey right there. Pro Bowl. Yeah. He got out before they had any kids. Smart okay, kids. So smart we're gonna say. If that was like his first year in the NFL, we'll say he's like 21, 22. Yeah. 
Yeah, 21, 22. He's just a kid. So he divorced her probably around that time. 22, 23. Yeah. I always have this theory of guys. So she fucked up her marriage like that? Dumb, dumb. Get yeah, what she- guys under the age of 25 uh, and guys over 25, yeah, those are two totally separate dudes. And you pull up that picture where he's on the phone with the red shirt on. Look at her face. Look at that. <laughs> Is that her? Oh my god. Palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got married in 2012, January 2012, which was before he got drafted. Yeah. He got drafted I think in the 2012 draft. So yeah, it was like college sweethearts. College sweethearts. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. Um so she transferred to North Carolina State to be closer to him. So they were dating like in college. So yeah, there you go. They had a they had a thing going on, and then uh, he thought he was going to be a baseball player. That's what his that was his plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Divorced I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were happy for a little while. That's that's uh that's like uh when they always do the compare and contrast between the macaronis. <laughs> <laughs> In April 2014, Wilson announced that he and Meme were ending their marriage. Quote, I have made the difficult decision to file for divorce. Clearly, decisions like these don't come easy. Ashton and I respectfully ask for prayers, understanding, and privacy during this difficult time. Moving forward, I will have no further comment on this personal matter. She fucked that shit up. Soon after the announcement, rumors began to circulate that Meme cheated on Wilson with his then-teammate Golden Tate. She fucked that shit up. Both Good. Meme and Taint denied the affair rumors with the wide receiver talking, taking to the cauldron to shut down reports. Quote, I did not have an affair with Russell Wilson's wife, nor did I have, do I have anything to do with his divorce? That is laughable for anyone who knows us. Russell and I were good friends when I was in Seattle on and off the field. He knows operative, the operative word there were, <laughs> uh, he knows the rumors about me were unfounded, damaging to my reputation were. and attack that's, on my character. That's the word that's doing the heavy lifting in those two sentences. Were <laughs> anyone circulating that rumor was just plain irresponsible. Were um, were you know sometimes these rumors are often not true. What a, what a dumb dumb she was. There's the Cal Ripken rumor. Remember that fucking story? Who was he fucking around with? Not him. His wife, I think. Um, the story was Cal Ripken had the consecutive game streak that he was. Not he hadn't broken it yet, but he was getting close. And there was a night at Camden Yards when uh, the power went out before the game, or something like that. Like there was a power outage and they canceled the game. And then the conspiracy theory came out later that actually the power didn't go out. Uh, what happened was Cal Ripken walked in on his wife fucking Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner. And he was so distraught he couldn't play. And then the Orioles made up some story about the power going out so they wouldn't mess up his streak. Kevin Costner, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seemed like a ridiculous rumor at the time, even, you know. Yeah, it, it was like, oh, yeah, this this is that they manipulated the situation so that. She was getting that boiled girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and he was so distraught that he couldn't play, couldn't play baseball that night. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's the one thing that would bend to make him break the streak. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, Brett Favre played football the day his dad died. So, like, <laughs> suck it up, Cal. Suck it up. He threw, like, four touchdowns that night. Four touchdowns because his dad was looking down on him from heaven. <laughs> suck it up, Cal. Listen, Brett Favre played after everybody got to see his dick, and he played. Yeah, I was going to say, Brett Favre <laughs> played when he sent him dick pics. <laughs> Both Cal Ripken and Kevin Costner have squashed that rumor. So I guess this was all just bullshit. Costner's like, I don't even know this dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah. why am I going to be at Cal Ripken's house somewhere in Maryland? I'm Kevin yeah. Costner. Are you serious right now? I'm Elliot Ness. All right. <laughs> I'm going to ridiculous. I'm gonna go to Aberdeen, Maryland to hang out with Cal Ripken's wife on game wife. day. Oh, it's game day. He's not going to miss that shit. I'll be over in two hours. And then why would you like, fuck a lady? I'm talking to the ladies now in the chat room. He's like, I'm carrying up a picture of Golden Tate, Andy. Golden Tate. OK, yeah. hold on. Well, let me talk to the ladies in the chat room for a second. Are you risking all your money? That 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 starting quarterback money for Golden Tate for this? Well, is this what we're doing? Everyone denies the rumor. So maybe it didn't happen. Is this what we're doing? That don't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know. I mean, he's 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 uh not a bad looking guy, I he's guess. He's not a bad looking right. dude, but is he better looking than Russell? I mean, he we haven't make seen more it. money than Russell. Thank you, Shay. Look at Shay. Uh, he is fine, but he I'm, I wouldn't risk a bag. <laughs> He does look like he dirty Max and Russell though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, this little He looks you know what he looks like? He looks like that bad boy that the girls be liking, young girls be liking. Right. And then, and then when they reach 35 and they're like, Well, that was stupid. <laughs> and, and bad that. boys always have names like Golden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's always a sign of something. Yeah, you can call me gold for short. Whatever. But it's the thing y'all don't understand about these about these good these good boys be having a lot of swag behind the scenes. They just I mean, look at his outfit. He's got like the the blue lining in his jacket. Yeah, he's dirty the red Mac. jacket, shirt open. Yeah. He's wearing a chain. I mean, he's wearing a chain. A chain. Dirty Mackin, man. <laughs> dirty. That oh, hey, was uh, you can call me uh, He was in the club the night before. <laughs> you can call me twenty four carat. Because <laughs> I'm golden, baby. Because I'm golden. <laughs> Yeah, them good boys and preachers kids, they man, listen. <laughs> I know a couple of them. <laughs> man, listen. Hey, that's my dad's job, not mine. <laughs> I'm my own man. You know? Here's, here's, here's like my... I said, now he's with Sierra, and everybody talks about how Sierra turned him out. I'm like, I don't think y'all understand how the game is played. He's my brother, Pearly Gates. Hey, he didn't on, change man. anything about his other than his his basic look, which I just think is kind of growing up. Like he's got a beard now, and you know. Yeah, he's kind of got like a um a guy who auditioned for NSYNC 15 years ago and he still kept the look. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's kind of he got tell he's not ready, ready to give up his dreams of being in a boy band. Yeah. Even though he's like 35. It's them quiet ones. Russell's a quiet and dude. And Golden Tate, by the way, that is his name. Is Golden, Golden Herman. Yeah, yeah. Golden Herman Tate the third. There's two other Golden Tates before him. His Did dad's he, probably his dad's name is probably Herman. It's probably Herman's probably a family name. 
Didn't we know a golden that used to box with us? Yes. Yeah. Golden he, gloves. He beat up a girl I used to train and end up going to jail for it. Well, yeah, golden that, what? What was that his... mother for golden? Um, now Johnson. he's spending. Now he's spending his golden years in jail. Yeah, I used to train this girl Teddy. We were very close. I remember Teddy. 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 Yeah, she won the golden gloves the year I trained her, and uh, they started dating. And I told her, "Don't fuck around with this dude." And she was like, uh, and then I moved to Austin, and she kept training. She kept training with him, and I lost contact with her. He didn't want us. He didn't want her, me training her anymore. Yeah. And when I moved Theodora to Austin, was oh, he was jealous. Yeah, yeah. Her name is Theodora, but yeah, we call Theodora. it Teddy. Theodora. And, uh, Teddy. Yeah, he beat the shit out of her. He beat the shit out of Teddy. And then he went to jail. I remember because me and Teddy had to fight. I think I fought on the same on the same in the same tournament. Pretty yeah. sure. And I at least up, twice y'all fought in the same tournament. Well, I ended up beating him, and he was pissed because he thought he was just oh golden. Yeah, he thought yeah. He was, you know. God's gift and he's a pretty good fighter. Um I bet me he just wasn't a good dude. I could see it on him. I told her, don't don't fuck with this dude. No, don't, don't fuck with this dude. And then uh sure enough, I heard guy got somebody got word to me in Austin. They're like, Teddy's in the hospital. I was like, What's Teddy in the hospital for? Golden beat her up. God damn. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, he put her in the hospital. Yeah. Dirty motherfucker. He's a dirty motherfucker. He was one of them. He was one of them dirty Mac and good dirty Mac and dudes. Good looking dude. Dirty Mac. Kind of, you can see it on him. You Named know? Golden. That's why she liked him because he was a bad boy. She liked bad boys. She told me flat out. Oh, I like bad boys. I'm like you need to not be fucking with this dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, if I remember Teddy correctly, she didn't come from the situations no. anyway. She, she was a uh, other side of the trash growth. Great girl though great yeah. girl yeah just a little misguided she she would need to she needed me to do like russell <laughs> she needed me to do like russell uh speaking of of um marriages that end prematurely um shout out to kim kardashian <laughs> oh yeah she who saw that coming she filed for divorce yeah we knew that was happening yeah from uh kanye west i mean remember when she had that uh like birthday party and like I don't know, Hawaii or some shit. And they were like, we all quarantined and then we went and there's a yeah. whole thing. And like they had they had a like hundred pictures and Kanye wasn't in any of them. I went in not one. Yeah. He was in that's Wyoming. How they, <laughs> like, how Courtney's marriage, that's how I knew Courtney's marriage was coming to an end. <laughs> when he missed his wife's 35th birthday, I was like, you you did what dog? You go, okay. Oh, we're doing our own thing. All right. <laughs> I mean, look at the picture they show at the top of this article. It's the down on one knee proposal from Kanye. Kim Kardashian West has filed for divorce from Kanye West. Filing sites irreconcilable differences. Got a prenup because if not, her mother is coming. Irreconcilable differences and Kardashian West seeks joint custody of the couple's four children. They have like young children. It also cites a prenuptial agreement regarding their assets. The two who married in a she lavish seeks wedding. Joint custody. Well, I think they want. She wants both of them to have custody. So I don't know that they had a lavish wedding in 2014. Have been living apart for some time. Yeah, he's in Wyoming. We know that. We all know that. <laughs> it's, he's not just in the studio. He's like at, at his house in Wyoming. Uh, West, West has reportedly been living at their home in Wyoming while Kardashian West 
estate into California with their children. Yeah, yeah. And again, the operative word doing the lifting in that sentence, their home. Ain't no there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is, is he not even hanging out with the kids at this point? Like, does he go see them or how does that work? That's not really know. talked about. If you're about. living in Wyoming and you got children underneath the age of, what, what five? How yeah. you seeing your kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they met years ago and then they started dating at some point later. They have four children. North was born in 2013, followed by a son, Saint, daughter, Chicago, and son, and Psalm. Psalm. Oh, so those kids are going to be. So their first child, they go geographic with North. Then they go biblical with Saint. Then they go back to geography with Chicago. Chicago. West. And they're back to the Bible with Psalm in 2019. Psalm West. No Goldens. <laughs> no no Goldens. Goldens. Golden West. No Goldens, but maybe they a silver name tongue. One east. That's the obvious. East, West. East, West. Yeah, North, South, East, West. North, South, East, West. Why did they just fucking. West, West. Take it all the way through. So you got Northwest, St. West, Chicago, West, and Psalm, West. Those are the four kids. And yeah, the oldest one was born. It's like eight years old. And they got like yeah. a. Two yeah. year old, not even two year so old. You don't you don't live around your eight year old child? Come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> it might be better. <laughs> what you doing, man? <laughs> well, you know what? People are waiting for that uh, the next Kanye West Heartbreak album. So maybe he'll, he'll I don't know, man. I don't know if I even want to fuck with his music anymore. He'll churn something out. Yeah, you can't do you can't do kids like well, you're not even in your children's life. You don't live in the same state. It ain't like you your parents are divorced and you live around the corner. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> you bought a, and to buy a house around the corner, you know. He's FaceTiming I mean, with Saint I mean, and Psalm. Got to put him on a jet every weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, with the money, Wyoming is around the corner because all he has to do yes. is it's it's nothing for him to get on a jet to go. For yeah. a day to see his kid, for us, yeah, that's yeah. like just seems it just seems kind of sorry, you know. Now, I mean, we can focus on him a lot, obviously, but has anyone been able to stay married to any Kardashian? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's they're I mean they're batting zero. The Kardashians all have a, failed as marriages. A group. As yeah. a group, and don't forget the Jenners. I mean, freaking <laughs> don't forget the don't forget the Jenners. I mean, Bruce freaking. You know, change genders. Yeah, get out of that shit. So, yeah. <laughs> just to get out of the marriage. Is that what it was? <laughs> I got a way out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's impossible. Not just because the Kardashians maybe have, you know, personality issues or behavior issues, but you're also part of this reality universe when you marry into that family. That can, I mean, imagine being on a reality show. That I know they just ended their show, but when you, when you've when Kanye has been with her for years, the show was never ending. It wasn't like, okay, we've got two seasons left and we're never doing the show again. It was just a constant reality show, which probably isn't good for him anyway with his mental state, but probably not good for the kids and all the other shit. So it's, it seems very difficult to stay married to a Kardashian. Like no one can do it. Yeah, they're succubuses. Is it Randolph Freeze? I think Randolph froze. Is that uh, is Randolph frozen? I think he froze. Yeah, because what are the car? Are yeah. the Kardashians? Kim got married to that, ba that that basketball player. 
Chris. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Chris uh, Humphreys or some shit. Yeah, Humphreys. For like a couple weeks. Did she have? Did she have another marriage after that or not? Um, I don't watch that show. I, but I don't. She did. I don't. I don't watch. I don't keep up. I don't keep up with the Kardashians. So, um, <laughs> got to binge watch the show. Um, <laughs> Chloe, I think has had a couple failures. <laughs> yeah, because she was with what Lamar, and then Lamar. Yeah, that fell it, apart. Seriously, you're you're married to a Kardashian. And then you OD at um, at the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, so what the hell was Chloe doing to him? Why he had to go to the Bunny Ranch? And- <laughs> oh yeah, Reggie Bush. Someone mentioned that was a Kim Kardashian relation. They didn't get married yeah, though. They didn't get married, but they but were still. dating for a while. That yeah, was she didn't pre- marry Reggie Bush. Yeah, that was pre. That was pre Kanye. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's an impossible task to marry and stay married to a Kardashian. <clears throat> I think Randolph is yeah, there he is. He's back. There he is. He's back. And I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we do have, by the way, I got a bunch of stories bookmarked. As, as by the way, I just want to say, as Shay was saying, uh, Reggie does have a personality type, and it is a Kim, and uh, he did find us. He did find him a girl who looks just like her. And apparently she's a far better person. He's still married to her, right? Or still with her? Yeah. For all we know. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Kim is a good looking girl. I mean, all the all the Kardashian girls are good looking. It's just that personality thing. Yeah, pull up a picture of Reggie Reggie's wife, you'll see. I feel like if you're Kanye West, you can get a lot of good looking girls. Well, if you're Reggie Bush, you can get a lot of good looking girls. Right. Yeah. So it kind of becomes a thing where like that that's not a selling point so much anymore. But I don't, I don't believe that they're Kanye wanted the ego trip of marrying the hottest girl in the game. They have a, they have a look about them. That's not like real. Yeah. You know, although Courtney was always kind of my favorite. I think she was kind of my favorite because people used to dishonor so much. Oh, she's the ugly sister. I was like, she's not ugly. This is Reggie Bush and his wife. She kind of wants to look like him. Yeah, I can see that. He's got a tight. So what? Well, it's just like um, Timbaland is married to a woman that looks like Aaliyah. So everybody's like, you know, he really liked Aaliyah. And then he went out and got himself a a woman who looks just like her. I'm like, you act like that's a bad thing. Aaliyah was a kid when he met her. (laughs) His wife is a grown woman. Explain to me how that's that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, he could have R. Kelly'd her. Yeah, explain to me how that's bad. <laughs> that he was like, I can't do this. She's a little bit too young for me. And then ran up on a girl who looks like her. <laughs> you, know, you know, you kind of remind me of somebody. <laughs> uh, he may not have ever even clicked on it. <laughs> you know, like there's this, there was this girl at the gym. I used to see her working out at the gym. And I used to think, oh, that girl's attractive to me. I don't know why that girl's attractive to me i was telling my client teach that she goes because she looks like your wife i was like oh shit she does <laughs> she, <laughs> does, she does look like her. i say yeah, i think that that girl's kind of attractive she was like yeah she looks like your wife <laughs> she does oh shit she does look like my wife you know just bigger 
By the way, we got a ton of um, comments and emails that we haven't done in like three weeks. Well, let's do some. And then, and then after that, you can tell me what you think of Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. So, okay, let's go back a couple weeks. Abbasi said, Unk, that's, that's Randolph uh, a couple weeks back, was on fire this episode. Bring back them woke files, man, and just get shit off your chest. I like that. What energy. was I talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. I was ranting <laughs> about some black shit, I'm sure. <laughs> All black shit again. All that black shit, I'm sure. Uh, Damien said to us when Elena was on, hey, Elena, whenever you see a hot paralegal, you know they're an ex-stripper. That's the grooming path. <laughs> Rich, scummy lawyers promise sex workers a path out of that life as a, quote, paralegal in their practice. Like any addict, it takes several tries to completely leave the fast money life of stripping. Now with OnlyFans, strippers openly promote that pathway to a more personal experience. Um Greg left a comment. Randolph, I grew up exactly the same way as you. Germany, economy to base, housing, all-day adventures, sports, and latchkey shit. We, my yep. brothers, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. You don't realize that till you don't have it anymore. You're like, oh, that was actually a, a decent thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four Damon times. Said, hey, guys, Leanne's sharing about elder care. This is Leanne Lord. It's something that me and my new friend are currently discussing at this, as this is something that would impact our long-term plans and financial planning. Uh, I think a lot of the audience would appreciate the information in this episode. Um, when you say you're a new friend, you mean? I think we all know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'd like you to meet my new friend. Demetria talks about her friends on Facebook, her new friends. <laughs> she don't know I'm fucking. I, I told her one time, I'll be following your Uncle Randolph is following along. <laughs> uh, Damon uh, commented, White Hennessy, three question marks. Yes. And it's it's golden. You can't just you can't get it. Larry Excel got me a bottle. I tried to make that shit last and last. Uh, white label American. That's uh, Raphael. Drunk Black History is highly recommended by me and my household. Great fun event plus educational too. I love it. Next Friday. Next Friday. Um, Peter commented. I really appreciate y'all talking about that particular Caucasity cavalcade from the ONA crew. I grew yeah. up 2001 and two. Uh, till they went from WNEW fired till WNEW fired them. I was in fourth to fifth grade listening to Q to ONA. Uh, they came on the local rock station. I definitely should have been listening to them or shouldn't have been listening to them. But that also put me on the tough crowd and made me a huge fan of Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo. I thought about how listening to them so long ago shaped my comedy fandom nowadays. I ain't saying this because I was some grade of extra woke growing up, but it doesn't surprise me that Kumia ended up full alt right or that Norton rubs elbows with Don Jr., or that Nick DiPaolo sounds like a man spurned, that yelling anti-black Italian slurs doesn't go over as good nowadays. And Brandon Collins made the point about podcasts telling their fans to not harass folks. I realized ONA had fans harassing folks before social media was a thing. Yeah, we actually talked about that. Uh, that's also why I've been long been distrustful of any group of white folks who march under banner of either pestilence or being dirty, such as pests slash traveling virus or feel the burn. <laughs> I've never had a heard of a group of other black folks talking about the ONA folks before like this. And it resonated with me is what I'm saying. Thanks for speaking on this, especially dope hearing it from Gordon Baker Bowen. I appreciated him after the Decept I approached him after the Septicomics show here in Chicago. He was really dope to talk to. So yeah, thanks for talking about that. We could have talked about that for, uh, yeah, we could have kept talking about it. easily another hour. Um, yeah, that we talked about. I think off mic the uh, the pests, the O and A pests would go to shows specifically to heckle mm -hmm. and fuck up the show. Like they came to the improv once when Bill Burr was headlining, and 
Like they liked Bill Burr. They were there. Uh, let's go fuck up the show. Like they were on the message boards, like planning that shit. Like they just didn't give a fuck. Um, Ka commented plus one on drunk black history. I was on for the Juneteenth show and it was a, like a TBGWT slash three GO universe lineup. Also as a single childless person, I aspire to Gordon's level of buying dumb shit. <laughs> um, infrared crypto sent us an email. Hey, 3GO crew, this is Ahmad, a.k.a. Infrared Crypto, and I hope all is well. First off, you all made excellent points about the lack of black coaches in the NFL. The team owners don't mind losing as long as they continue to profit, even if that means hiring subpar white candidates who isn't qualified for the job. And second, I mean, I meant to mention this to you and your listeners last month, but I finally have merch for sale. I genuinely appreciate the support so far. Here's a link to the website if anyone wants to purchase anything. Throw it in the chat. Furthermore, I would like to send a care package to Andy and Randolph for 11 years of great content. Let me know your shirt sizes and mailing addresses. This email was like two weeks ago. I'll reply uh, if you choose to share. Okay, so we'll get back to that. We'll reply to the email. The website is um, infraredcrypto.bigcartel.com. No www, just infraredcrypto.bigcartel.com. And it has all of his, I'll put it in the chat for everybody in the chat has all of his products. He's got t-shirts and such. He's got a hoodie I see there. Um, and we'll, we'll plug it. Uh, here's a, yeah, here's a link in the chat. Yeah. I'll reply to that email too. And, and uh, we'll get our little care package. Joe con- uh, left us an email. Joe said, uh, email titled, who is the snowflake? What's up? Appreciated the conversation you all had with Brandon and Gordon. It's wild to me how comedians who trade on insults and slurs under the guise of humor get so upset when people respond. All the vitriol when insulting various marginalized groups, usually through, quote, characters, embodying their dad or uncle, putting on a voice that sounds like a bigot, maybe a puppet. It has to be hard for a comedian. It's not just the heckler. Now the audience has tweets and comment threads. If the comedian has a big enough reach, even blogs and show segments weigh in. It can also be difficult for some of us to distinguish between the comic who spews these low-hanging bigoted statements and the one just commenting on racial dynamics. But these in-your-face, that's right, I said it comics, that's right, I said it. I said it. You are heard so, me. Are so easily aggrieved. So an audience member doing the courtesy half laugh that you do when you aren't into this particular bit but are waiting for the next one to pull you back in but the comic needs to strike back with more simple racial slurs. Tweet a, tweet about a joke or post about it on a site, same thing, invoking the First Amendment incorrectly to complain about their right to tell the joke and to respond to the tweet, but ignoring the viewer's right to talk about it, just comments about snowflakes from the person having a meltdown, safe spaces before they rush off to a sympathetic podcast or club. Exactly. You're not free from people commenting on what you said. Really? Um, back in the day, before I knew better, I was familiar with a lot of those comics. I didn't listen to the edgy radio shows, but I saw that tough crowd show that Colin Quinn hosted. That show, the O&A type radio shows and similar programs that take white men from junior high to shady pines seem to be where many of these asswipes got the idea that this is a cool way for them to be. Also, back in the day, I I knew guys who thought that because Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton could exchange crude insults at each other and be friends. They, too, could find a willing black to banter with. Absolutely, they thought that. I won't even start on the black men who bought into that bullshit. I heard Norton on a podcast years later. Turns out he and Patrice would sometimes need to sort out these jokes themselves. Sometimes they took that shit personally. 
after saying all that, I'm still here for any and all jokes about that not that accidental coon wanting to run for Michigan governor. <laughs> um, typical story: emigrates to the U.S., fell fell in with bad whites, and bought into all the USA bullshit. No doubt he was avoiding any and all black people. Not worth taking seriously as a candidate at all. But alas. He is Whitey's fool now. Jesus won't save him. Genesis won't either. Angel might save him, maybe. Great show. Pretty, sure pretty sure Mark is frozen. And yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, but you can hear us. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I know there was one more comment from um, from Raphael. I don't, for some reason, I didn't save it, but I'll, I'll try to find that. Yeah. I mean, that whole Open Anthony world, there's obviously some good and some bad. It exposed some great comics to a lot of people. Right. Um, and right. Tough Crowd did as well. I mean, this is before social media and podcasts. I was telling know. Chad, Chad, are you still on? And if you are, tell me in this chat room that, you know, the, the Patrice O'Neill special came on last night. Yeah, I watched it. I was telling um, Chris that I didn't want to watch it because uh, it looked like it was all of his white friend comedians saying what what they thought I was telling Chad this, but I, but Chris and I talked about it was saying that, you know, this is what Patrice would think of 2020. And I was like, I don't want to hear the thoughts of Patrice filtered through the whites prism. I just don't want to hear that. Now, uh, Lambert texted me this morning. There's black people on it in capital letters. (laughs) (laughs) Hair Stanton is on it. I'm sure. Yeah. Harris. uh, so they did. They did avoid it, Chad. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to pop pop Chad on too, Andy. While we got some time. Yeah, I watched uh, the special. In fact, the um, what I found out on Twitter, I think, is a two-hour documentary on Patrice that was, you know, full of commercials, obviously, because it was on Comedy mm-hmm. Central. But if you watch the, I think the version that's going to be available for streaming on Comedy Central is going to actually be longer because it's no commercials. They have to cut stuff out for time. So they're going to stream one also? It's going to be like on demand, you know, like Comedy Central streaming on demand. But we're we're saying it's not his thoughts filtered through the white prism. Well, no, but I'm saying there might be even more footage. I'm just just asking you before I sit down with this thing. It's it's more about just telling the story of his life. I mean, the, the comics we're talking about, him as a comic and it was a lot of the boston guys who he came right. up with uh, it was you know right. gary goleman robert kelly bill burr right. um you know a few other people from the boston days uh very maybe one or two quick clips of nick DiPaolo, not a whole lot uh keith robinson's on it a lot keith robinson's is kind of like the DiPaolo you know, even on it that briefly. racist piece of shit briefly a couple times yeah okay. they clearly interviewed him but they didn't use a ton of the DiPaolo clips uh, how many Keith different Robinson. ways can he can he not can he think to not call him nigger? Yeah. <laughs> Keith Robinson is on quite a bit, and he's kind of like the almost like the cornerstone of that era of the seller scene. You know, yes. um, Kevin Hart gets a quite a bit of screen time. Harris a little bit, you know. Harris Stanton. Uh, they have one setup where it's like the the comedy seller table, and um, you know, Rich Voss is there, and Burr, and you know, a few other people, Robert Kelly. Um, so, you know, it's a mix, but you know, it's all the comics that he was tight with Jim Norton, you know, he's, Mm -hmm. he's there as well. It's got a fair amount of footage of him on stage. It's got his mother about him growing up. You know, it's, it's not necessarily trying to push a particular Mm -hmm. narrative, Mm -hmm. 
uh, over any other narrative. You know, the old, was, the open Anthony narrative that was always pushed about him. Well, they, I that's mean, they the bring thing up, that bothered but... me because the open Anthony narrative is is seen through the white prism, as he was saying earlier. It's it's I can say these things to this black guy and it's cool, right? Because he's hey, he's Patrice and Patrice likes it. I'm like mm. Patrice didn't really like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, I mean, the special wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't like Patrice taught us how to get away with shit. You know, it wasn't yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was saying he was always f- way funnier than everyone. It was really just to elevate Patrice more than anything mm-hmm. else. Uh, but again, if you stream it, maybe there's additional footage mm-hmm. that uh, that addresses other things. One thing I found interesting was, so Patrice says, you know, they have clips of a short clip or two from Mark Maron's podcast and some other like interview clips. We, he's saying like he's running out of chances in Hollywood. You know, you get like only a handful of chances. Mm-hmm. And, and they talk about how he shot himself in the foot a few times with, you know, opportunities that he, you know, didn't take or did take, but then burned the bridge. And I was thinking about he died in 2011. And around that time, or maybe within a year or two after that, was when this era began of comics without major credits being able to play theaters because there was kind of this boom. There were more comics playing theaters than ever before by like 2014, you know? And Patrice, who felt like he was running out of chances, Mm -hmm. had he lived even like a year or two later, could have been, most likely would have been one of those guys who could have written his own ticket and done it exactly how he wanted to without doing a VH1 clip show or a side character on a sitcom type shit. He could have been somewhere in between what Doug Stanhope does and somewhere what Brian Regan does, which is play theaters or small venues, your choice, do whatever the fuck you want because you have an audience. And now there were comics at that point who weren't even in the clubs for that long, that many years and were able to transition to theaters because there was so much interest in comedy building around that time. And he could have had that career had he lived where he didn't need to play the Hollywood game anymore. He could have just been a theater guy or like a tell tried theaters. Didn't like it. Went back to clubs, back but to clubs, but can demand a lot of money. You can write your own ticket. Yeah. You can charge more for tickets. You can go do whatever the fuck you want. And all the things that were, cause they touched on his depression and his frustrations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because you have to deal with this industry. Mm-hmm. And he clearly was a guy who didn't want fame. He wanted to be a comic. He didn't want to pursue all these other things. And you just think about a year or two later, the whole comedy world changed mm-hmm. and guys like Tom Segura playing theaters, you know, right. uh, guys like Tom Segura monetizing podcasts. I mean, Patrice right. had Black Phillip, but it wasn't the era of you can make a living on a podcast the way Bert Kreischer does now. And obviously Rogan, but, you know, Segura is a lot of people now who have all these streams where they can live in any city make whatever choices they want, never have to move to LA and do auditions, never have to be in a fucking commercial and Hey, look, have, try Sprite, you know, like all the shit that he would never want to do. And that was right around the corner unbeknownst to any of us at the time, but that was right around the corner within a year or two of him dying. That was the right. way comedy moved and that would have been perfect for him and he didn't right. get to experience it. So they didn't quite make that point. I was thinking about that when I watched it, I was like, all his frustrations would have been gone. Right. You know, with comedy. Chad, you liked it? Uh, yeah. And since I talked to you um, mm-hmm. before it, I was kind of mindful. I was like, let me make sure it's not, you know, just white guys. They, oh, here's Patrice's, uh, you know, life through the white guy angle or his right. friend's right. angle. 
But as soon as they brought on like childhood friends and stuff, uh, but it was what I really what I really liked was um, when they went into the relationship uh, of him and uh, I guess Vaughn's daughter. Okay. Uh, and 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 you man, there's one part in it, where, and he's on stage talking about it. And you see him like, man, I got to take care of somebody else's fucking kid, you know, and like how he hated it. But as it went along, you could see if you look close enough and part of his reaction to it, you could see that he was really loving that kid, man. And he's like, he said, he said, and he said, open Anthony interviews, you know, I I, I actually said in Marin's podcast, you know, I love being part-time dad. Yeah. Because he always said, you know, she has a good. She was like, no, she has a good dad. You know, Vaughn's the the the, the dad. He he's a good guy. He would say that in interviews. It was like, you know, because Vaughn had a relationship with this guy and they had a kid. She was like, well, he's a good dude. He's a good dad. So no, I'm not her. I'm not her dad. But I like being part time dad. Oh man, uh, and it was really cool to hear her talk about him. So I mean, uh, again, I you know, she's I'm, on it too. Like, like, Is Vaughn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't find funny at all, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I gave uh, I, I contributed some money when she was roping up money for uh, the Patrice uh, doc she wanted to do, which I yeah. guess just bought her some new shoes or paid some <laughs> bills or something. I don't care. Yeah, I think uh, it kind of fell like, apart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it kind of fell apart. I was like, hey, man, just if so it fell who apart. Put the money up for this, Burr. It was I think it was the all things comedy. uh Network or whatever, right? Okay. Which is Burr and some other people. I, I think so. I think it is. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what I hated though is watching it on Comedy Central because God damn, how many commercial breaks do you fucking need? Uh, look, I know I know comedy doesn't give. Mo- there's not a lot of money to be made, but you don't need to make it that fucking obvious with fucking <laughs> commercial break after commercial break. Yeah, that's why. Like, that's why they had to cut some stuff out for time because there were so many commercials on that thing. It was two hours long. Did you notice that like they took commercial breaks at horrible times? Yeah. Like, like, Hey, look, just make the next commercial break longer. Don't cut it in the middle of this guy's story about. Oh man. Gotta, gotta sell a Subaru dog. (laughs) Dude. That was the worst part about it, man. Okay, got a Subaru. That's well. I yeah. guess I can, by now it should be on on demand. I'm sure. So should be. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, if you're a comic and you like Patrice, I think you'll get something out of it. I also wonder because of you know what I was saying earlier, where it, the world changed, where you didn't have to jump through the hoops you didn't want to anymore if you were on Patrice's yeah. level. I wonder if O and A was ever just for him a, a hoop stepping stone. To, you know, I got to do this. Because this is, I get so much more fans. It seems like, but I, I definitely don't want to speak for him. Yeah, so I wonder, like, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what what, what direction would he have gone in? Because you know, that was his whole thing. He didn't want to do all the th- typical traditional things that you're supposed to do when you want to make it, quote unquote, make it. They talked to Ian Edwards also. He's on there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, that's uh. It's worth watching. Shock. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that uh, he he was. I don't know from the the black people that I do know, and they always expect a shorter lifespan. But he was really like he's like, man, I ain't got much longer. 
to live. Uh, you know, when him and uh, his girl got pregnant, he's like, look, I don't want to Preston talking. You know what I mean? That, that's true. It like he had uh, a little bit of that kind of floating around him at all times. Yeah. yeah. Along with the self-sabotage. Sometimes people know, you know, like people that's happened before. People like seem to know that they just not long for this world. You know, that he was, he had jokes about not taking care of himself, being right. diabetic and not giving a fuck and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I don't need both feet. I don't need you both know? feet. Yeah. Doctor told me that I was diabetic as I was eating, as I was eating jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, said, what you, was can, that? <laughs> you can take the left one. I can still drive. <laughs> Speaking of eating, uh, Dominique said in the chat, Arby's has a sandwich called the meat mountain. Oh God. And I will never have it. Did you see the picture though? No. What's the, did you bring it up? Someone posted a picture of the side by side, how it started, how it's going. We have the oh, meat. We have the meat mountain. The meat mountain has all, literally, all, all the meats. meats. Okay, so this is the tweet. Remember, they're special. Oh my god! This is what it's supposed to look like. The what biggest is that, is that the chicken? They sell chicken there. Chicken tenders. It could be uh, fish. Two chicken tenders, slices of roast turkey, pit smoked ham, corned beef, 13-hour smoked brisket, USDA choice Angus steak, roast beef, and pepper bacon. Also cheddar and Swiss cheese. <laughs> it looks like the mayonnaise. It looks like the mayonnaise is thrown up about the sandwich to the right of that right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's the that's their promotional picture, and someone bought it and of course tweeted it. And it looks like some fire festival shit. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> oh my fuck. Is that an egg? That is disgusting. This that, yellow is the that? cheese. What's that meat up above the above your thing, Andy? What is that? Why does it look wet? Looks like a cow's tongue. What is that? Okay, so let's go back. All right. So let's uh, let's try to identify all the meats in this picture. That looks like roast beef. Two chicken tenders. We saw those. They don't look too good. They look very uh sort of undercooked. Yes. Slices of turkey, pit smoked ham. Let's go back. Okay, turkey. That's turkey right there. That's ham right there. Okay, so far we've got chicken tenders, <laughs> turkey, and <laughs> ham. Okay. Uh, corned beef, 13-hour smoked brisket, USDA choice Angus steak. Okay, corned beef, brisket, and steak. I don't know. I don't know what that brown thing is right there. Yeah. Or gray. It's like gray meat. Uh, yeah. That, and it looks like it looks like the bun that they were advertising. It looks like the bun in that picture is its grandpa. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it aged like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's like Meat Mountain Senior. <laughs> uh, so I only see one other. I only see one other meat. It's this gray shit. So either that's corned beef or steak or roast beef. Or a little bit of all, and then there's the little piece of bacon right there. You can see yeah, the I bacon. Yeah, I see a little piece of bacon back there. And that it's all soggy. There's the Swiss cheese right there, I think. But it's all maybe that's just grease from the meat because I don't think there's any sauce on this, according to Arby's. It's just all these meats with some cheese. Yeah, it looks like meat mountain sandwich, and then city mile sandwich, like right next to it. This looks like some shit that the employees make <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> like this. <laughs> Like they're not actually eating. No one's buying this thing. Did we lose yeah, Randolph? Is he off? Uh, that's what they. Uh, this is what they make when they have that regular come in, and he's got. He's been there so long. He's like, just surprise me. Right. And that's what they give him. I mean, you know, I used to work fast food, and we would do like, 
We would do that with the soda fountain. We would just mix all the drinks, you know. It would be yeah. like uh, uh-huh. it would be like Dr Pepper and fruit punch and iced tea. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I used to have Dude, a, I- when I was a kitchen manager at a restaurant. We used to have a customer that came in, and he said one time he was drunk off his ass. He's like, "Give me everything that comes from the earth." <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, go out back and get some dirt. <laughs> like, give me everything that comes from the earth. Basically, what he wanted was every vegetable we had. Yeah. So I was just like, all right. So we made a vegetable. I was like, how, how do you want us to cook it? Yeah, Dude, sometimes uh, people, it's so, like a show off thing. It's like, give me, I, I, I love earthy fucking root well, vegetables. Well, here's the thing is, is that I threw everything in the microwave. <laughs> microwave it, put it on a plate and gave it to him. And he thought it was the best thing in the world. Really? Uh, really? I just microwaved it. <laughs> What's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy once I worked at a, a place that sold it did like pizza and subs. I worked the grill. I was making steak and cheese. This guy comes in and he's clearly he's like on his like on his lunch break with his other people from his office, you know. And there's a cute girl next to him. And he's kind of a weird dude. He's clearly trying to impress the girl in some not very well thought out way. He was like I love onions. Like, <laughs> All right, let me get a steak and cheese. You can't put too many onions on this extra, extra. I lo- he's like turning the girl like, I just love onions. You know, like that's his identity. Like he's the onion guy. <laughs> like, that's good. I, I don't, I, I love not kissing you. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, I'm so, I'm so hardcore with onions. I'm the onion, the onion master. I'm like the most onion loving guy I've ever met. Like, it's crazy. So I gave him a fucking mountain of onions with a little bit of steak in there. <laughs> and uh, he never ordered that again. He came in again quite often. Never tried the little uh, onion show. The onion flex is what he tried. Yeah, I just got out of the hospital. So I'm gonna... <laughs> my stomach hurts. I bet you in that second Arby's picture, the one thing they didn't show you, it was it was so bad that the curly fries straightened out. Like, that's how awful Ugh. that freaking sandwich looked, dude. That's the only thing missing from that sandwich is the actual curly fries. They should have put some fries on that thing. Look at that. That thing's uh, disgusting looking. Yeah, that thing looks disgusting. <laughs> it's that great. It's that great it's meat at the top. That shit is disgusting. Which is like, it's like corned beef. Also, we also should right. probably talk about that thing underneath it to the left of that, right to the left that. What's That's that? Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. It's all hardened. Swiss. And coagulated. And chicken ain't supposed to be that color. Fried chicken? This chicken That's the color of the bread, it, man. That looks like it came straight out the freezer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like maybe it got a little bit uh, soggy. And got to turn a little lighter colored. I mean, Ooh. imagine the texture of this fucking sandwich. It's all mushy. And Man, shit. There can't be enough undercooked chicken on this sandwich. <laughs> I fucking love barely cooked chicken. <laughs> they call me Mr. Salmonella. Barely cooked meat. That's the way to go. Good Let me get a. Uh, we had some other fucking cool guy at that restaurant. I don't know why people try to impress the cashier at a fucking sub shop, but this guy would come in. <laughs> We had spaghetti and meatballs there too. They had pasta dishes, and when you would write spaghetti on the, we would took the order by hand, and we would just put S P A G for spaghetti, 
slash MB for meatballs. You know, we're not going to write it out every time. I guess he noticed the way we wrote our. He would come and he'd be like, "Hey, let me get a spag, spag, and, <laughs> and balls, and a coke." Like every time he'd walk in, he'd get, give me a spag, balls. <laughs> like yeah, no one's impressed. I'm not gonna fuck you, dude. No one's impressed by this. Yeah, let me get that spag with balls. Yeah, like yeah, why don't you get up? Language. That's right. <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's one of us all right let's hook him up let's get him extra balls this guy gets it anyway this guy anywhere we at i gotta uh i don't even know i, I don't think I'm, i don't know either. we're what like the, uh, the judas and the black messiah before we wrap this up we're like hour 15 maybe yeah it's fucking great yeah, i thought it was great i kind of feel like it could have actually even been longer um but then you get into because a lot, there's a lot of explanation as far as Fred Hampton. Take care, Brandon. Be be cool, bro. Oh yeah, Brandon's art. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of explanation that they could have had about him uniting the different factions and mm-hmm. all the different. And he's only 21, but he did a lot. And so, right. it's like you either make it the way it is, which is just short and short-ish. It's two hours long. Gets to the point, stays on track, or you maybe you could, that could easily be a three and a half hour fucking movie. So I liked it. I I, I was. I wasn't like wanting for anything else in that movie, but I felt like right. um, they had to like, you know, even truncate some of that shit, but it was very well done. Very well acted. Yeah. Especially, especially the, um, the, the cat that played his driver did a great job with the, the dual, the, yeah, the dual feelings that he had mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, just, you know, the greed and like getting off the charges and working with the FBI. And then, the ever-growing knowledge of seeing from you know the inside what this guy can do and you know just the tear like like it was weird to have to know what the end was but mm-hmm. still feel bad for that guy because it was just like well, dude because you did a great thing. job of acting that's that. the thing is that um i felt like on some level like the movie was trying to make you feel feel bad for this guy bill and I was like, I don't feel shit for him. Bill O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. And the Lucas brothers pointed it out, you know, that on an interview with Larry Wilmore, they were like, you know, he's the bad guy here. Don't ever lose track of that because the, the whole thing was like, so he got hemmed up at 17. Remember now, these are all kids. He gets hemmed up at 17. Um, so the whole time they were together, he was, let's say 17 to 19. It was somewhere in that, in that kind of age range of all yeah. this time that's passing right but but hampton was only like uh, maybe a year older than bill <laughs> yeah i mean he's <laughs> him he, saying so hampton was ready to go to jail to do, do the year whatever the years were yeah. i'm gonna do it bill couldn't right. but bill didn't have that he goes so just to say well you know he had jail hanging over him and all this i was like yeah well so did hampton <laughs> and, he and they said in the movie yeah. It's like five years. It's like, you know, it's not like life. So, you know, what is, I mean, Grant, when you're 17, 18, your time is different. You know, five years seems like an eternity. Whereas when you're 35, you're like, wow, I was 30, 10 days ago. It seems like, you know, so five years, it feels different, but it still was only a few years in jail, you know, versus what he wound up having to do. You know, he kept getting deeper and deeper and, and kind of hit this point in his mind, I guess, of no return. And I think, you know, 
his from his point of view, I don't think he gave that much of a shit about the movement. I think he was very much giving a shit about himself. About himself yeah. And you know, maybe he, as as charismatic and convincing as Fred Hampton was, this guy really never fully I mean, even if he fully would have bought in, I think he was at some point a point of no return, but I don't think it, it I don't think he really gave that much of a shit about with every movement, with every movement and every movement leader, there's an FBI informant near them trying to bring them down. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, uh, the other people in the, the other people in the movement, Southern, the, the Southern Christian Poverty Center. This at every one. There's a fucking FBI agent trying to bring them down. Black Panthers with Stokely Carmichael on. There's somebody trying to bring them down. Always a snitch. Always. Oh, excuse me. Dr. Huey Long. Yeah, Huey Long. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that Huey Long had a PhD. Yeah. Always a snitch. Just fucking floating around them. Always trying to trying to bring them down. It was that it was that rainbow coalition that was just like holy shit at 21. This uh, probably younger. Like I was like, this cat was able to do that, and to, to you know bring, bring the yeah. bring the unite the unite the, and everybody knew him when he walked in the whack. They know here comes Red Hampton. You know, they didn't try to jump on him. <laughs> he no. up and they didn't try to jump on him, and right. he wouldn't look too scared of that. Like they ain't jumping on me, <laughs> dude. I you know. I know, to, I know. Uh, he definitely meant more uh, to black people, but dude, fucking robbed. I, I feel fucking robbed, dude. I mean that that was, dude, that was a special fucking dude, and just yeah. another fucking one that just fucking robbed, robbed. Yeah, fucking yeah, it's, but. Uh, uh, the the uh, the depths of depravity of the FBI I don't think it ever be undersold particularly under J Edgar Hoover that guy's out of his fucking mind Hoover yeah comes out of his yeah fucking I mean mind. and that's a, that's the thing with this situation too it wasn't just like oh he had a run in with cops and some shots were fired or whatever it was like they their plan was to go in and kill him yeah it was uh, it was extrajudicial from the beginning it wasn't like right. Well, we might have to shoot him, and we might not. You know, it was like the, our our plan here is to go in. We know where where he's going to be in. Drug him, so he can't even wake up, and murder him. You know, like that was the stated plan. There was no, you know, ulterior thing, or you know, it was, they were not covering anything else up when when that happened. So that's how far it went. You know, like they, that's how much of a threat they thought he was. Right, a threat to what exactly? <laughs> threat to their a threat to peace God you damn know it. What we're hearing now you know we heard a lot which we still hear is um the comparison of the of the black panthers to the click class clan when that was happening uh, who was the comedian who was going at owen <laughs> when he was going after beyonce about being that she had the Ku klux klan stuff on owen benjamin owen benjamin yeah I remember being very mad about that. Yeah. Very, very mad. I was mad at Ramin, comedian here, who said, Don't they like the clan? I'm like, you should shut the fuck up. Why don't you do a modicum of research? Because that's always the thing is like, well, they're just like the clan. They're, and people actually believe that. They're just like the clan. I'm like, they have the clan is a terrorist organization. You get that, right? Yeah. They are ter- who's who was designed specifically to terrorize the black community. That was the Klan's specific purpose. 
terrorize the black community through murder, rape, just spread overall mayhem through the community. The Black Panthers were designed to protect the black community from people like the Klan. And you've got the audacity to compare them to the Ku Klux Klan. You shut the fuck up. You really should. You should shut the whole fuck up. You know, and you heard that coming out in the movie where they go, yeah. they're just like the Klan. Like, no, yeah. they're not. I told you they're just like the Klan. You know, like, no, no, they're not. They're not. You, yeah, they got to shoot out with the police. You provoked them and provoked them and provoked them and provoked them and provoked them, and they snapped just like you knew they would. That's why you right. kept provoking them. You know, so imagine that the police agents of the state that these people paid taxes to were being provoked and, and provoked, not even just in that moment, but on a daily basis by the police, by the police who was there supposed to be there to protect you. But we're like the Ku Klux Klan. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut, that's shit still makes me mad. It still makes me mad. And I don't I don't allow any bullshit of, well, I didn't know. Fuck you. It's not hard to find out these things, particularly now in the age of the Internet. It's not hard to find these things out. It's who the fuck do you believe? You believe what whiteness tells you. You don't believe the simple truth. It's it's easier for you to, to, to believe that than to believe the truth of something because the truth of something destroys your whole mindset about everything in the society that you've been taught. The truth of it would just would destroy everything. You can't believe it. How I can't believe this because I, that that breaks the whole narrative for you. You well, you know, is that, uh, yeah, exactly. We because that's why we can adapt. That's why we have the ability to adapt. Sick. We can change shit. Makes me fucking sick, man. And when and people start talking like shit, I. I look at I just look at him in a whole new light. I'm like, I don't need I don't need you. I don't I don't need you. I'm just and trying then, to learn. That's another one I, that I can't stand. I'm just trying to learn. Well, why don't you educate me? Why don't you suck my dick? I'm, I'm not here to educate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <not here. laughs> I'm trying to learn how to suck your dick. I'm not here to educate you. Man. You suck my dick. Go educate yourself, dog. I've done it. It's not hard. And I'm not smarter than you. And I'm not better than you. So go figure. Go figure the fuck out. You're better than me. Hey, dude, I don't care. I don't care how much you hate being wrong. Like, dude, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. So just yeah. fucking change gears, man. It's like, oh, I thought it was this, but it's that? Fuck. Well, now my perception's changed. Like, right. you're not going to, you're going to seem to be a dog with a chew toy with your beliefs. Yeah. Well, and then also the, um, I mean, the Fred Hampton thing, you know, it, I, I got the Wikipedia here, but it, there's, it wasn't just, it did just end that night. Like there was, it was, ruled justifiable by the courts you know by, by like you know they had like grand juries that ruled justifiable the the panthers fired one shot which was a reflex shot into the ceiling the guy mark clark the first guy they killed um you know he's just reflexively shot Jermaine. that's it and it was like 90 <laughs> shots the other way you know and they're like oh it's justifiable they were the cops were defending themselves so it's the whole thing it's the railroading from the start same thing happened in philly in 85 right Except they blew up a neighborhood. <laughs> they blew up a whole neighborhood. Right. <laughs> you know, in 85. And, st I, I, and still wonder why people, and people are still alive from that. So, like, yeah, I remember when. when the I'm looking at uh, William O'Neill, Bill O'Neill's Wikipedia here, because uh, yeah. he died in 1990. He didn't just die, dog. He killed himself yeah. the day that special came out. <laughs> he, ran into, <laughs> he ran into traffic. Yeah. Because he's, um, because he knew he knew what he was. I mean, you listen. You know you're a piece of shit. You know you're a piece of shit. His wife oh, claimed it was accidental. Yeah, you know you're a piece of you shit. No, 
His wife said it was accidental. Apparently, he had been depressed, though. Earlier in the evening, O'Neill had been drinking. she thought it was. Earlier in the evening, he attempted to jump out of a second-story window, but was pulled back inside. O'Neill's Accidental, dog. Accidentally yeah. forgot. Oh, I actually <laughs> forgot, forgot that there's a you know there's no ground here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Thanks for helping me. You saved uh, my life. You uh, stopped that first murder, that first kill himself attempt, and then he got he was able to pull off the second one. Oh no, it uncle, wasn't the second floor. His yeah. uncle Ben Hurd said that O'Neill had cooperated with the FBI to reduce his own potential jail time, then got in way over his head and was forever tortured by the guilt, and that he never thought it would come to all this. O'Neill himself never felt like it was a betrayal of Hampton or the group later recalling quote, I had no allegiance to the Panthers, um, which may have just been part of his coping mechanism. Who knows? That's what him coping. Is. I was about to say yeah. that's him. Just that's his, that's his rationalization. Yeah. Of, of what I, what the, the foul shit you did. Yeah. Dude, especially when given, when they come to you and go, Hey, uh, we need a floor plan and we want you to put this in this drink. Like, I know what you're trying to do. I, 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 I couldn't do it. They got you by the balls. They got him by the balls at that point. That's how you had to feel. But again, he didn't have to. <laughs> Fred no, was prepared to no. go to jail. <laughs> no, he didn't have to. Look, there's a lot of choices he could have made before that. Obviously, there's a lot of choices he could have made that night. He could have pulled Fred Hampton aside and said, hey, look, nope. um, I got some sources and they're coming to get you tonight. You might want to move to another house, a safe right. house somewhere else right. tonight. Um, trust me on that. I mean, there, he, there could have been, he could have been in, let's say a double agent. He could have obviously, if that happened, he would have gone to jail because the FBI would have sent him to jail and all that. But there was a series of choices over months that led to this point. Uh, and he right. could have made different choices for a long time leading up to that point. Right. Now, yeah, he might've been a 17, 18, 19 year old kid and directionless and, and, um, in over his head is probably a good way of describing it, but you know, it's uh, he had all these people around him. He could have pulled someone aside and said, look, I'm look, I'm in a bad situation. Help. Here's what's going on. Um, I got to tell you guys before shit gets worse. Right. You know, uh, we know someone who could have, done that yep. not, easily, not in the situation this heavy but someone like who, this but something I, said, immediately, I immediately thought of it yeah he could have said look i fucked up yeah it didn't have to be this way i fucked up this is bad yeah. but i need to tell you what's going on before yeah. it gets worse yeah so we can and, so we can so we can get the fuck out of this yeah yes i am and, and let's have some fun with it you you tell them that uh tell them to get out of the house and then you let the clan headquarters know Send a couple guys, preferably big guys, and we'll let them sleep in the room. So when Fred Hampton comes home, fucking you can shoot him. Now yeah. it's like now it's like uh, the end of Django Unchained. Now you got a Tarantino-esque plan, right? To <laughs> double cross and triple cross. I don't know if I don't know if hey, uh, I like funny. I, I don't know like if Bill O'Neill was that much of a badass to have all these moving parts <laughs> like. I got up, and then he walks away slowly from an explosion at the end. <laughs> Changes his identity, and next thing you know, yeah. he's living in another city. No, I don't think he had it in him. <laughs> Did he ever Let get that gas green. station? Do we know that? Did he ever get that gas station? That I don't know. That's an interesting, uh, you know, I don't know if they said in the movie that he wound up coming back. Didn't they say he came back to Chicago or something? Or met, maybe I read that somewhere. You know what's really sad is it's an Arby's now. That's what's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> How far would you go for a meat mountain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right. I've been to the meat mountaintop. Uh, <laughs> Got to bring this one home. My daughter's looking at me. <laughs> All right. Stories we didn't get to. Maybe we'll get to next week. I bookmarked a few. Um, there was a lot going on this week, but uh, if you guys want to look We got yourself, through the emails. The two two girls who, who uh, dressed as old ladies to get the vaccine. You motherfuckers. Um, they didn't look like old. One of, one of them was just like a regular old person. A college basketball team protested the Capitol ride, and the president of the college forced them to forfeit a game. Yeah. Um, Amy Cooper, the uh, Central Park Karen, uh, is no longer a racist because she took a class. Yep. <laughs> um, Columbia professor does heroin regularly. Carl <laughs> okay. Hart, baby. Feds seized $2.82 million worth of frosted cocaine cornflakes. Um, <laughs> Good Part of every complete breakfast. <laughs> and uh, hey, oh, a year ago this week was the uh, candy-coated cocaine episode of the podcast. Uh, oh, um, and Lauren Bobert with her uh, her Zoom background of just fucking guns. Uh, the, the most dangerous elf on a shelf house out there. Jesus Christ. Elf on the shelf is literally fucking pointing <laughs> gun at you. Um, so yeah, anyway, we'll get to some. Maybe I'll yeah, save a couple yeah, of those for yeah, next yeah. week. All right, y'all. Thanks again for coming in with us. We appreciate chat room as always. I hope y'all enjoyed saying what it's here. Remember, next Friday night I'm doing drunk black history. Y'all, y'all probably already know the thing I'm gonna host it up for for the show. It's gonna be great. So come on through. Anybody else got anything? Uh, I don't have anything. I pre-registered for the vaccine in Virginia, but that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, no, but you can pre-register. Uh, can... I guess I got to do that, too. There's a website. You go online, pre-register, and then they text you when it's I'll your turn. I'll tweet it out. Don't worry, Damon. Just, just keep up. I'll tweet it out. They'll text you when it's your turn. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. My mother got the second shot. Had She got sick for like two days. Body aches, headaches. Nausea. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, pretty bad, and then got over it. So it means it's working. That's what they just. I just saw a thing today. They were talking about that. They yeah, it means it's working. working. And uh, she didn't get a fever. She just had some aches and headaches. Yeah. And she felt pretty bad, but two days later, it was gone. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Once my until I get the vaccine, get their, my parents got to get their second one. Um. Two weeks, I guess. No, next week they go to get the second one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look at the second one next week. So they can start doing open mics. Like, yeah, they go back to go back to pursuing that stand-up comedy career. Yeah, they can go back since they're vaccinated. They can start signing up for shows. They're a husband and wife team. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thanks again for coming in. We appreciate y'all as always. Uh, Mark, you go last. Actually, Chad, you go last. You came on last. You go last. Thanks yep. so much, y'all. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Mark Todd. I'm Chad Hep. Hey, we've been uh, three guys on plus one. We are out. <laughs>